1: Hi everybody, welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today we're talking with Lisa Lister, who is crowned the defender of female awesomeness by Cooler magazine. She is an author, menstrual maven, and reproductive health practitioner. Lisa, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And Lisa's connecting with us from England. So um, thank you so much for joining us. It's probably a lot later your time than it is mine. Oh, um, so good. No
2: worries at all. And thank I, you. Love,
1: I love how small our world is that we can connect and share information this way. I know. Isn't it fabulous? I'm very excited. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, so your your book is is um, is called Love Your Lady Landscape, which is what we're talking about today. And <laughs> what what brought you to um, writing and speaking about women's bodies?
2: Oh well, the the main reason was I was about mm, twelve years ago. Now I was I had the best job I had a relationship I I loved you know I was in love it was amazing. Um I was working really hard but I loved it. Yeah, I was completely disconnected from my body. And and so I was I was really suffering from incredible pain and discomfort in um during my period and I was bleeding more days than I wasn't. And and I was doing everything I could just to stop that because I had a fast-paced life, you know. I was a journalist and um, I worked on a TV show here in the UK, and I loved my life. And I didn't. And I found all of this a terribly, you know, bloody inconvenience. Quite frankly, it was like this all needs to stop. Um, but what happened was it got worse. You know, so the more I ignored it, the more I tried to push it down with medication. The more I tried to push it down with my my ways of coping, which was eating, um, and you know, comfort eating and and drinking a lot, <laughs> meant that I was completely ignoring the signals of my body. So I went to the doctor, had a whole lot of misdiagnosis, and until finally one day, he said, "Look." Okay, we've we've figured it out. We've done lots of tests and run lots of tests. And you've um, you've got polycystic ovaries and you've got endometriosis. Now we we figure you're not going to be able to have children, so we might as well just whip it out. Then you won't have any pain or discomfort. And I was like, whip what out? <laughs> I was like, in a, I was absolutely in a state of shock because. I didn't have a clue what he was talking One, I didn't have a clue what he was talking about, which I was 26 years of age. You know, so I'm sat in a doctor's surgery and he's going, I'm whipping it out. And I'm like, what are you whipping out? And so he'd said womb in one breath and he'd said uterus in another. I didn't know that they were the same thing. I was 26. So for me, that was fundamental and in, in my lack of knowledge of my own actual body. And then, and then just as I was leaving... There was a a moment where I was like, oh, thank goodness, there's an answer, there's an answer. But as I left, there was like, oh, man, this, and like, it was a pain, like, deep, deep down in my womb. And it was like, this is not okay. This wasn't the same pain as I've been experiencing. It was like a coming home to myself, like, lady, you need to listen. You need to listen, and you need to come down. You need to stop being in your head, and you need to come down and be in your body and meet me here and so that moment, so I've still got my womb, I still have my ovaries, and from that moment on, I went on this kind of adventure, really, of my own lady landscape, so I went and got healing from shamans, I got like really practical teachings and understanding from people that really got it, I was able to speak with amazing people like Dr. Christian Northrup, I was able to really like yeah get into the workings and understandings of of my body and then just got really passionate about like why don't we know about this stuff like why are we so disconnected from our powers why are we so disconnected from our bodies and that's led me to teaching this work and and it's like yeah I love it I love being able to share this what I what I know with women and you know I'm not doing it from a doctor's perspective I'm I'm trained in lots of modalities now but I'm doing it from a pure like women we need we need to reconnect with our power if we're going to be changing the world which we're being called to do then we need to be connected to our wombs.
1: I can tell that, that this is a topic that you're really passionate about, um, which I think, you know, not everybody has, has the joy of, of doing something that they're passionate about. And and I think the, added, the journey that you went on to get to this point, um, you know, adds that passion because it's part of who you are as well. Uh, why do you think, though, that it was so hard for you to get the diagnosis? You said you went to a doctor after a doctor uh, when you're having yeah. all these problems. So, I mean, it just—I mean, these are—they're common issues as well. I mean, polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis mm. are extremely common. So you think that they would look at that, but what—what what were they, you know, saying to you when they weren't diagnosing you? What was happening?
2: I think I mean here in the UK specifically that like, there's just no funding for women's health. I don't know how that is in America and and in, and in anywhere else in the world, to be honest. But like for us here like the funding is just not there so and it's like women's health comes like way down on the list of of um of of, of um kind of worries priorities or concerns. yeah priorities yeah. exactly and so and so I, I think that was part of it i think that it's super easy um for them to diagnose PCOS here Like, they say that to any woman that has any kind of um Kind of down there ease or or pain that's that's what everyone will get told is that you have p c o s just get on with it eat less do do you know do the and, and just give you like the fundamentals um and it whereas whereas now there's you know now that i'm looking in from a different perspective you know, it's like this should be 101. Like, this should be like, there should be questions that should be asked as soon as you go in a doctor's surgery. I just don't think it's, like, top of their priority list. Yet, we're, in an, we're suffering from an epidemic. You know, it's an epidemic of women's health issues because women are so disconnected from their bodies. So here in the UK specifically, it, it, it was really difficult. And that was 10 years ago. I have friends now who are still, and, and clients, um, who are going to um, doctors and still being told the same thing? You know, to, like lose weight um, is the is the first one, and and it's like no one's helping them to really understand what's going on, and, and like to understand because for so many of the women that I'm working with and and speaking with, they've not they've not had that like for, same as it was for me, like. I wasn't connected to that, to down there. I wasn't connected to my lady landscape. I didn't know the difference between my vagina and my womb and my ovaries at that time. You know, and that's, that's not okay. We should not be, we should not be living in a world where, where women do not know what's going on in their own bodies.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I agree with you on that. I actually, I went through school and I took anatomy and physiology, <clears throat> and I was actually taught by um, a man who had been a gynecologist in China, and it was Wasn't until I was a year later where I read a book on, written by a woman on women's fertility that I actually understood my body, even though I had already taken all of that. But it was, it, you know, and this is what, what doctors are going through where it's very scientific instead of going, you know, this is what a woman experiences. And I was experiencing it and I learned it in school and I still didn't understand what was happening in my body on an almost daily basis because we're changing so much. Please. And and you know we just we have no idea. No one tells us. No one sits us down and in, in school when we're going through it and says, "This." I mean, I mean, we have sex ed, but I I don't think that um, for me it it was all of it was explained well enough for me to understand it as I was going through it.
2: Oh, I totally agree, totally agree. And it was exactly the same for me. And I worry now here in the UK. I can only speak of that. Is that that women and girls are still getting the same education it's no different like here we used to have um, a sexual education program and, and now that's down to pretty much a, a series of six classes in when 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 the when girls are 15 15 like that's crazy <laughs> that's a little late i think yeah, exactly you know? so yeah it's it's um yeah. it's confusing and and i agree like educating and, and just like not the, and the scientific stuff is so good and so good um, so juicy but if you're not that way inclined like for me I was definitely not a, a science-y kind of girl the experiential stuff the being able to just like know the basics and just understand like oh that's how my body works and have someone explain it to you like it just feels like oh, it's such a relief it's I remember amazing. reading Dr. Christiane yeah. Northup's book and that was that was yeah. like life-changing for me the women's wisdom women's bodies women's wisdom I like, just because it was like oh my goodness like she's talking about it from a very spiritual, practical and she's a doctor perspective is yeah.
1: Yeah, to to add all that together. Yeah. Um now now when you were talking about your, your story, I th- I thought it was interesting too that you just thought this is an inconvenience that this yeah. is happening to me. Um which is I, I, I think very common, no matter what the illness is or the disharmony in your body, that mm. um, it's just inconvenient. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to change my lifestyle to deal yeah. with this. I just <laughs> want this dealt with to deal exactly. with it, right? Um, which is what why the doctor said, we'll just whip it out, because then you mm. could have continued on what you were doing and not have had to change anything. Um, I think that's the way they're thinking, right? Let's just yeah. have this quick fix
2: for Yeah, this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we live um, in a quick fix we live in a quick fix society, so like i was I was completely disconnected from my body, so of course I wanted exactly the same like i don't want to have to pay attention to my body i don't want to have to figure this out i you know i'm i'm in a I'm in a kind of masculine construct where the idea of the idea of me um having something going on with, with with my womb and my ovaries means that I'm going to have to speak out about this thing and I don't want to tell people that I'm, it is, that I'm bleeding everywhere. Yeah, it, I, would, I was literally, and it, it got to a point because because I was ignoring it so much, trying to ignore it, that it got so bad. And it's like now I can laugh about it because now I see it was she, it was like the goddess, the greater power, or however you want to call it like calling me into my body and saying well if you're not going to pay attention like you know you, I
1: mean,
2: can you, can bleed on a you. yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly. um so it, it, in your story in your book you you talk about how the um you know the first the first quick fix they gave you was the birth control pill yeah. um, which i think is very common for for women's issues and
2: what Absolutely. uh what happened with that well i mean that's that is the answer here, and it still is. It's still the answer to to stop bleeding and to stop and to to help women to forget about the pain and and, and just to medicate medicate the pain, and that's and and so that's how it was for me, and and for a while it worked. But what it what it, and it, and it worked because it was it was numbing me to what was actually going on. Again, like the quick fix, it's like, phew, I can just I can shut it down, I can pretend it's not happening, I can get on. I can keep going in this masculine you know, this masculine kind of construct of, of setting goals, achieving goals, doing and I can and I don't have to pay attention to, to what's what's really going on. Which what really was going on was that I was getting it was like, you know, a kick in the ovaries, <laughs> like, lady, listen, listen to your body, come in, listen to me, listen to me. She was almost like waving with both her ovaries, like, pay me attention. <laughs> and so, yeah, and it was, and it was, it took a long time. Like I got to a really, I, I thought I was mad. I thought I was absolutely mad. So whilst it stopped the pain, it made me, like, the, the reaction I had to, to taking the contraception pill was that I felt mad, and the people around me commented on that on a really regular basis like i was I, you know had my mood swings i was vile i was super vile
1: well you know you have those side effects and then you're you're masking what's actually going on and Absolutely. you were 26 at the time I think and or what I think around there and and what happens i find to a lot of women is they're put on the birth control pill and then they reach the age where they want children and the problem is still there and yeah. they could have been working on it the whole time and trying to reconnect but now they're you know they feel like they're they're at this time well i have to have a baby right now i don't have two years to sort this out mm. And, and then we've exactly got other it. issues
2: where we want it right now, <laughs> exactly. we come back to that quick fix constantly and that's and that's where i find that 's where i meet I meet most of my clients in that space that you just described you know that's the space where women are coming off the contraception pill after 15 years and they've had their career you know they're in their career and they but they want to take a year or two out to have a baby and then they'll get back to their career and it's all very planned it's all very strategic you know it's
1: all, and it's not working the way they planned which I think life never does
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, women, <laughs> we've got to stop and,
1: and you know take a look at things um, and exactly. we're gonna take a, a quick break we're talking today with Lisa Lister she is the author of love your lady landscape she's joining us today from England we'll be back shortly shortly.
4: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is ananticalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive.
1: Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. We're talking today with Lisa Lister. She's the author of Love Your Lady Landscape. Lisa, before the break, um, we were, you know we were talking about your own um, issues you had with your um, your lady landscape, as you you call it. Um, in in your book, um, you also when you're talking about that, you mentioned she power, and mm. and you talk about this a lot in your book. Can you just explain what that is for us?
2: yeah i I mean it can be anything to any woman, but it's a woman claiming back her power, and so that power comes when we connect with with our womb space and uh, and the divine and I mean you don't have to believe in the goddess in the divine and God, or anything like that, but but for me, what when I walked out of that um doctor's surgery that day after having the diagnosis like it was it felt like a call, and it was like a call to claim back my power like you didn't know those parts of you, you did not know the names of the parts of you that function in your body each and every month, like you did not know that about yourself and and it's to claim back the feminine power um so yeah, it's become for me, she power is is like a reclamation. It's just us remembering who we who we are before we forgot, and and there has been like a great great forgetting around our feminine powers, like the the things that make us powerful as women. Like I, I've talked a lot about the the masculine um, constructs that we that women have specifically have had to kind of try and fit their kind of feminine ways within (laughs) and and that's really uncomfortable sometimes and that's why so many of us experience some of the pain that we do. Um, It's definitely why I believe that I um, experience endometriosis now is because I wasn't connecting with any of my female energy. I wasn't connecting with who I was as a woman. I was just trying to get shit done really. I was trying to get stuff done as uh, as a woman but in a masculine world and when i talk about these things i'm not talking about like men women i'm just it's just the energy and that and so i believe um, that so much of our power lies in the second half of our cycle the premenstrual phase and so i also believe in and, and that part where we've kind of try and repress things and we, we push it down and all of the things that we've, you know, have been called taboo and, um, like our menstrual cycle, like all of the things that we don't talk about. Like I say, I was embarrassed to tell my colleagues that I was bleeding because we do you don't talk about periods out loud. And so there's just so many elements to, to our she power, but ultimately it's, it's, it's the very vital Shakti energy that is in us that, um, that, that kind of gives us back all of ourselves to make us whole because, you know, I think we're all trying to figure out how to navigate this world. And then we wonder why we constantly feel like we don't fit in. Like so many of us are constantly seeking So many women specifically are constantly seeking outside of themselves, like validation, self-worth, all of that stuff. And it's like, actually you've got it all inside you. We've just, we've just forgot. We've not, you know, and and you know, I talk a lot in the book about how that that's down to patriarchy.
1: <laughs> so, w- what do you think um, happened with that? I mean, there, there's from what you just mentioned, there's shame because we won't talk about it. Even yeah. though half the population has periods. Exactly. Um, we we won't talk about it. We won't tell our colleagues. We often won't tell our friends, even if they're yeah. female. What's going on? What What's happened with that?
2: Well. Um, I'm, so I'm writing a book right now called Witch, where where, we're, where I'm looking at the history of, of how it comes to be that women's power was, was put in a box and then, you know, was put in the dark. And this is how I, how I kind of visualize patriarchy. And, and when I talk about patriarchy, again, I'm not talking about men specifically. Like, and also it's not just, it's not patriar- patriarchal construct, it's not just, um, affect affect women it's affected men and women about how we how we're being called to show up in the world but um yeah there's a there's hmm, where to start yeah the the witch part of it for me was was really interesting to understand how we told our um we were we were taught to be scared of all of our powers so Dudes got a bit scared of us, you know. They they saw that women were bleeding. They saw that women could give life. They saw that um, that women were life givers, and and that they could do this magical thing where they could nourish women. I mean, they could nourish children from their breasts. Like their bodies was this incredible, um, yeah, tool of of nourishment and life giving. And so they took that away from us, put it in a box, taught, you know, put it away in the dark, and then taught us to be scared of the dark and that's kind of how it's been for the last you know 2 to 3000 years and and in that we've all then become disconnected from our bodies we have become disconnected from our cyclic nature and so they saw that our our cycles reflected the the um, the cycles of mama nature so the seasons and the moon and how our menstrual cycle reflected the lunar cycle and and so yeah they kind of created this this like twenty four hour clock, and they created like nine to five days, and they made us work, and and they made us kind of work nine till five and do the same thing every single day because they were they were fully aware that when we were connected to the earth, we had a thought process all of our own, and this is men and women, but specifically I, I speak to the women piece, and yeah, and when you see when that 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 can't be controlled, and actually, um, kind of the political religious elements at the time decided that 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 needed to be controlled they needed to control that they needed to have us be work machines and that's kind of how it's been and so we've all become disconnected and we all look to consumerism to to alcohol to drugs to chocolate to all these other ways where we can kind of seek kind of the medicine we're, we're all craving which is actually to in deep deep connection with ourselves and our bodies and our and our true true nature
1: um, you know it, it, it interesting with what, what you just said and, and you know you speak more to the women but you've you've brought men in this as well and in your yes. book you talk about um, you know women are tending to be more masculine to fit in so we've had the women's rights movement but that was you know the right to wear to wear pants and the right to work yeah and, and and there's still in society um it's not acceptable for the man to to stay home with the kids i mean that still Mm. isn't something um you know it's too feminine and and you know there's shifts with that but there's still i think both sides we're still fitting in in these boxes um that maybe we don't fit into and maybe we do but we should have that freedom
2: totally agree i totally agree and i think that it's a dance, like and it's a negotiation and it's a navigation of of learning about this for the first because when you learn about this stuff and you realize that's what's happened to us, and that you know there's a lot of anger arises for for me when i when I do workshops and when I work with clients and we and we kind of unpack some of this so that we understand like there's no blame i mean in in the book for a little bit, I blame patriarchy but um, <laughs> I think that's natural. Like, there's, there's going to be this anger um, that you kind of realise that some of the reasons why you're in pain, some of the reasons why you're um, feeling the way you feel in the world, is because of this patriarchal structure that you've been like. It's like trying to put a, you know, a round peg in a square hole. It's just not, it's just not possible, or it's really blooming uncomfortable. Either, either or, it's not very nice. And, and, and yeah. And I think that let the anger be there. And then it now, the, when the understanding is there and the knowledge is there and then hopefully a remembrance is there for all of us. Because it's all in our bones, you know, it's in our cells. We can, for women specifically, we can remember, you know, we can really tap into that and be like, right, okay, yeah. And, and, and then and then we can start to navigate how that looks. Because, uh, you know, everyone that's done what they, the work that they've done before us, like our foremothers, the women that did do the... Um, protesting for us in the 70s to have equal rights. For me, I'm not so sure about equal rights. I'm more about finding the balance between the masculine and the feminine. You know, I think, like, I'm so glad they did, and I'm so grateful for them, and I, you know, deep, deep bows to the work that's been done, but also, like, let's look at what's necessary now. And that's balance, and that's balance, and that's, that takes, you know, that takes negotiation.
1: (laughs) I, I just want to see um, if what you're saying is is similar to to how I feel as well. That you know, the women's rights movement was definitely necessary for yes. for basically you and me to be able to have this conversation. Absolutely, um, absolutely, you know. And and I think what what we need to do now, although there is still some of that 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 needs to happen, um, in a lot of places. Um, there, there's also what, you know, that balance between men and women and the freedom for both to be whatever they, we feel that, that yeah. we need to be instead of, um, I'm guessing when, when you were, you know, sick and working and being a journalist and bleeding all the time, mm-hmm. um, you were trying to fit into something that probably seemed right from the outside but yeah. wasn't right for you on the inside.
2: Absolutely Because we're
1: not taught to be connected to that. Yeah. And if, if we grow up learning that it's more important just how you feel on the inside with what you're doing and that it gives you satisfaction and makes you happy. It doesn't have to be something, you know, that the house and the career and the car and the marriage and the kids, but it can be whatever just brings you that joy. And just to know
2: that that unfortunately may feel a little bit difficult to navigate because of the social, you know, the societal constructs that we're currently being asked to navigate. That's all. You know, it's like if we understand that, then you can then you can start to trust yourself. Like if you know that that's what society wants from you, like society wants you to have babies, it wants you to go out to, you know, it wants the man to go out to work and like it wants the woman to do this and it wants everyone to look like this and that's why we create, you know, TV programs and movies that kind of give reflect back to you what we want you to do and what we want you to consume and what we want you to wear and how you want to show up. So it's a constant call into your body, into yourself to start trusting yourself. Like you say, to start trusting that, truth of you know it's totally cool to be whoever you are and what you want to be and how you want to be that and then try and navigate the way in which to do that in a world where where currently you're being still being told what to do.
1: Well, you know, and, and at the same time, I think it's also really difficult because, you know, if you hadn't had the health problems you had, it's possible that you may have continued on the path that you were on for another 10, 20 years. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Right? <laughs> because I think about was, that all the time. It's so true. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, I... I, 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 I my story is very similar. I had a lot of health problems and, um, you know, with chronic Lyme and, and my journey mm. changed as well. And it, my life is not as planned. And I think, you know, if we can recognize life is not going to be as planned. So those women that are on the pill for 15 years and then yeah. the baby should fit into the next two years because they've got this and this and this planned, Absolutely. Um, you know, we we try to structure so much of it and you know i'm sure we'll after the break we'll get to more about um touch on the the cycles and and you know how we're connected with with nature and and this is you know um it's a flow not a a structure and it's going to change and the the path you're taking is going to change and you're going to grow so it's not going to be what you thought 10 years ago
2: absolutely (laughs)
1: yeah I think that's where we're going (laughs) yeah
2: I like it I like it if we're going there that sounds like my kind of conversation (laughs) (laughs)
1: so um now we're going to take a break shortly but um you know we're talking a lot about being disconnected and and is there just any way that without the health problems that you and I experience that somebody can um Understand that they are feeling disconnected, just something that they're feeling deep in their core or little signs.
2: To understand how they're feeling disconnected or how yes. they connect.
1: is there a pattern that you see or is this just a journey that people have to ask the questions?
2: What I'm noticing is that what you just said, really, like you know, if I hadn't have experienced the the pain and the, the endometriosis and PCOS and the, the the embarrassment and the shame that I'd experienced, then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to take the medicine that came with it, which was which was that I had to really come to terms with and face that, and and even if it felt felt really like painful. Emotionally more than physically, you know, like to really have to talk about period. No, I didn't sign up to talk about periods in this lifetime. <laughs> that was not my goal. Um, and now it's, you know, the subject I speak most openly about, um, and encourage other women to have those conversations as well. So I, I, I generally am seeing a pattern in in women actually receiving the call through pain through this epidemic of of of. Um, PCOS and, and endometriosis and fibroids and, and the stress and the anxiety that we're all, ex- so many women, sorry, are experiencing because they are trying to push their cyclic nature that they don't understand because they've not been taught, it's no one's fault, into this very rigid, linear structure that, that we're just not made for.
1: I, I agree. We're, we're definitely not. Um, but speaking of structures, we're going to take a break. Oh. We're going <laughs> to be back shortly. Um, we're talking to, with uh, Linda Lister. She's the author of Love Your Lady Landscape. We're going to be back shortly.
3: The bottom line in business talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses.
4: Good Grief, airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is enanticalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Falling Through the
0: Cracks. Today,
1: we're talking with Lisa Lister. She is the author of Love Your Lady Landscape. Lisa, we were talking before the ba- break about, um, you know, we, we touched on um, cycles and being connected with nature and being disconnected. Um, but then, you know, earlier, we also talked about at one point, you and I didn't know what that meant. So I think there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of people listening who even though they have their cycle, and you know, I find this a lot with my patients as well, is they're like, well, oh, I I don't pay attention I don't know even if it's regular I have a regular cycle um, so can you just explain a lot of what's happening with for women um, in their cycle and, and how that's so important for them
2: so the, so the menstrual cycle for me is, is is become like a true map women like you and when you start working with it you realize you don't even need a self like you'll never need another self-help book ever again <laughs> like that was the key for me was like oh my goodness like I understand everything about what it is to be a woman by paying full attention and being conscious to each and every step of my menstrual cycle and so back back again when i when i began this journey i thought when people talked about menstrual cycles they were just talking about those days that i bled when actually it's this you know and it can vary from women to women i know that but like so roughly speaking a 29 day cycle in which we ebb and we flow and we can you know in the book i i talk about how it, we can kind of map that cycle with the phases of the moon. We can map that cycle with the with the changing of the seasons. So you know, the spring is the days after our bleed. That so that spring energy, and it's very true of how we are after our bleed as well. Like we're kind of. Our hormones are starting to rise and we feel quite frisky. We're able to kind of get stuff done. It's like, whew, like I feel like anything is possible, like we're full of potential, we're full of ideas. And then we move into ovulation, which is summer, which is also the full moon, you know. It's like, and we see it, it's when we're most abundant and it's when we can manifest. It's also when we're great at communication. It's also when we're great at job interviews. So that's a good time, if any, to kind of negotiate um A pay rise at work or any of those sorts of things and you can realize that you can start to use your cycle for every like emotionally spiritually physically like you start to so that that first half of the cycle the spring and the summer which is your pre-ovulation and your ovulation those phases like they're quite masculine because that means you can get stuff done in those phases and it means like that's when you'll feel like your most you know inverted commas normal because you're able to fit in with the world that you're that we're currently living in, the society that we're currently living in. So it feels quite comfy there. Then when the problems (laughs) start, for most of us is when we move from that ovulation period into autumn, into premenstrual phase, into that waning moon phase, because that's when our body is calling us inwards. That's when our body is asking us to slow down. Our hormone levels start to drop. And, And so physically, we're not able to do the same as we were able to do the the kind of couple the few weeks before now for women that's really annoying because we fought for a long time to be like do you know what i want (laughs) to i want to get stuff done like i'm equal to man and i can do this i want to do this yet physically our body doesn't allow us to because it's asking us to slow down it's asking us to come into our body and then the menstruation period that time of bleed that's the winter, that's when we shed, that's when we let go, that's when we can release, that's the dark moon. And, and this, those two, the premenstrual and the menstrual, is, is the feminine energy. So we have that masculine energy at the beginning of our cycle, and then in the second half of our cycle, we go into this feminine energy. And that's what I was talking about earlier with the she power. It's like, these are the things that have been put in the dark. Like, that's why we experience pain in the premenstrual phase, because that's actually when a lot of anger comes up but because of how we've been conditioned that gets pushed down we push that down because we want to be good girls you know we've been taught good girl is a good thing like that's how you must show up like don't be loud don't speak in your outside voice don't don't be too much and and all of that stuff that wants to come up and be expressed our wild nature that wildness of being a woman it's pushed down and that's why so many of us experience the pain and discomfort around that area and especially our, our bleed and so yeah that's why for me this work is so juicy because you then start to understand how you show up in each phase so you understand that there's a, a rhythm that there's an ebb and that there's a flow and then that can be very different for each and every woman but when we plug into that, we are then able to connect back into ourselves. We're able to connect back into source, into you know, and and really understand what it is to work in conjunction with nature, and and then then that's probably why the patriarchy found it very difficult because they get a little bit worried. They think that because then we become a woman unto ourselves because we are whole. We have this whole kind of like buffet of emotions that are available to us in each and every phase that we can utilize so there's superpowers and there's definitely hot spots as well don't get me wrong there's definitely some, <laughs> some like key parts that are not so fun in each phase as well but knowing it that knowing that education of ourselves and then being able to educate the people we work with the people we live with can then change the relationships we have with, with other people, but more, most importantly, the relationship we have with ourselves, the one where we've told ourselves, we're not good enough. Why, why can't we do this? Why can't I get this done? You know, and it can be that, well, you can't get it done because, you know, what's going to what, it's gonna take you, what took you two hours last week may take you five this week because you're in your premenstrual phase. And that's just how it is to be a woman. And when you understand that, It's like, oh, you can take a deep breath of, you know, of relief. Like many women, when I say those things, think I'm like playing up to the the male stereotype of what it is to be a woman, you know? And that's not true. It's actually like, it's a permission slip to ourselves to be in a complete place of, oh, you know, we can we can put stuff out in the world, and then we can receive. You know, is we can inhale, we can exhale. There's got to be the ebb and the flow, in order for us to truly, truly reconnect. Well, you know,
1: um,
2: it. it I, I think it's
1: important. It's not about, um, you know, that you're giving in to the male stereotype. It's something that's actually happening and, and a lot of us deny it and push it down and, you know, it, it's very common that I'll have, whether it's a man or woman, say, I'm not like that and the person's yeah. going, yeah, you are, right? <laughs> and <laughs> this complete denial that, that there's something happening at a certain time, that you're tired, that that, you know, you need a break and yeah. a lot of people don't give themselves permission to take a break and I actually didn't until I was sick and then I had to mm. and I was forced to and now that I'm, I'm well I make sure that I take breaks and I listen to yeah. what my body needs and you know what today I'm just not going to vacuum because I just exactly. I want a break right exactly. and, and and that, I think, if, if I'm understanding right, that's what you're talking about, being connected. It's just listening to, to what you need yeah. in that moment. And, and if, if your need is to to go for a run or if your need is to lie on the couch with a book, um, you know, to take that chill time, it's it's respecting that your body needs certain things.
2: And also being witness to the places where where you feel guilt regarding that as well because again another construct that's been placed upon us to stop us connecting in with our powers because when we rest we're actually way more effective it's just that we've been taught to kind of keep going but as women if we can kind of use that first half of our cycle to get stuff done and if we can start to to program in a little bit of rest time each and every day in that second half of our cycle you'll realize how much more productive you can be like so you know the kind of active Maybe you want to go for runs in that third half of the cycle because your body is like, your hormones are like, yeah, let's get going. But in the second half of your cycle, you might be called to do like some yoga or some different kind of exercise. It's like it affects everything about how you show up in your life and in your relationships with your family and with your lovers and, and, with, every, and with your work. It's, pr- it's pretty incredible. And like you say, it's just knowing those, it's knowing like to trust, what your body needs like in that moment like just tuning in like taking a breath and really coming into your body placing a hand on your womb and like saying like what do you need and then and then from that moment moving forward just so you've taken a breath you know I get I get that people have kids I get that life is crazy but if in any moment you can just take take a breath you know take a death like a breath a deep breath down, down into your womb space and and just let it be there. That that's that's pretty magical. That's pretty magical. Just the acknowledgement that you have a womb. <laughs> quite frankly, is <laughs> <it's> pretty incredible. <laughs> I, I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and um um I think a, a lot of women don't there there's a lot of um you know, I I experience this with some of my patients of, you know, I I don't want that. I don't even want to be part of this. I want, yeah. you know, they'll take the birth control pill mm-hmm. all the way through so that they don't bleed because they don't yeah. want to experience it whether it's because it's inconvenient or because it's painful. They don't want to know what's going on and they Absolutely. want to ignore it. Um which can come from a lot of that shame that we spoke mm-hmm. about, or the inconvenience, right? It is it's yes. inconvenient to to go through that and and sometimes difficult. Um, but um, you know our bodies are so sensitive that that if they can get thrown off that easily when we're doing the wrong thing, then that we can use as our compass that we need to go in yeah. the other direction or do things yeah. a little differently.
2: And i think i think your body as a compass specifically your womb as a compass is just such a key like it's such an it unlocked so much for me to really understand that yeah like if if i don't medicate my womb you know if i don't medicate my periods, if i if i allow that to happen and yeah it got messy for a little while when i came off the pill you know i had an implant for a bit as well and it took that out and it got messy but being feminine is messy. That's what we've got to get okay with. Like the whole act of being in our feminine, of being a woman, is messy. And that's okay. Like trying to fit ourselves into a tight, tight structure is, is, is gonna cause pain. You know, when we hold on too tightly to anything, we, we recognize the pain. And it's like, when we let go, we, we can appreciate the release. And that actually understanding that our womb is the compass to that. If we if we don't medicate it and we allow the pain to be felt, if we allow, because then through, through feeling it, we can heal it. That's that's an absolute given. And then and then being able to, like you say, use it as a compass to go, okay, well something's up because I'm not, you know, I've I've not bled for 36 days. Okay, so what's up? And it's much easier then to understand. Like you know, I chart. And I encourage all of my patients and my clients to chart, you know, to say, come on, like, just, like, and make it fun as well. Not like in a, like, I'm trying to get pregnant kind of way, which is totally cool as well. But even just understanding what day you're on and then knowing what phase of the cycle you're in and then knowing where your energy is at just makes makes understanding (laughs) yourself a little bit better because you can just cut yourself some slack more than anything. Like, oh, why am I feeling like this? Oh, wait up. I'm day 25. All right, cool oh that'll be why you know my hormone levels mm-hmm. are low i'm crabby good all right i'm just gonna take it a little bit slower i'm just gonna ask if i can just have an extra hour on this project and i'm just gonna cook a um cook a, a really easy dinner when i get home it's just so much easier when there's some knowledge there regarding it that's all
1: um, well and, and um, easier because of the knowledge but when we go back to what we were talking about earlier the being disconnected mm. and um, you know charting your cycle can be that first step to being more connected because you're understanding. Um, what's happening and, and then you can take it from there you have a lot of exercises in your book um, yeah. of, you know how to find that connection and taking it step by step I mean there's there's other issues than just um, uh, what we've talked about of just you know ignoring it but people can experience traumas and that kind of thing which yeah. can of course make this journey way more complicated because being disconnected might be a defense mechanism for, for whatever they're going through so um, you know, I I think, um, but the charting your cycle is a very good place to start. Mm. And start you know, doing things like reading your book or um, the exercises or anything else that feels right as we're talking about listening to your body right (laughs) absolutely
2: and that's what i say like have a look at the book and then see what feels good and then leave what doesn't like you know i've tried a lot of things some were really woo woo and freaky deaky and completely out there and others were really really practical and that's why I, i share both in the book because you know as women we're all so different and like you say we experience so many different things and we all we all come into this work from a very different place you know and so hopefully there's there's an entry point, there's a touch, you know, there's a, there's a touch point for, for as many women as possible to be like, oh, okay, that's how I can begin to, to care for my lady landscape, to understand it and then to reclaim the power that's held in that space and so we can start talking about, you know, periods and we can start dropping and releasing some of the shame and the guilt and, and allow self-pleasure and sensuality and all of the good stuff that we can experience um, you know, down there. (laughs) And I I say that purely with my tongue in my cheek. You know, I talk about this all the time, but I'm fully aware that for some people, like even saying the words are so difficult. And so I want to make this as easy uh, uh, a process for women to start kind of coming into connection with their bodies as possible
1: (laughs) well well Lisa, i commend you for um you know this um step that you've taken to educate women um now if anybody has any um questions or want to find your book is is there a website that they can find more information
2: at there is it's www.thesassyshe.com
1: Uh, So that's dot com. is indeed, yes. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great show. (laughs) All right, um, so uh, we're going to finish today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to make today a great day.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks.